Hey, what's up, people? Thanks for tuning in today for another episode of The Mix Up. Uh, today's episode, me and my good friend Sam have two of my favorite people on. Uh, my brother Sergio and my cousin Robbie. Things go off like way big uh, with health and training uh, for training for bodybuilding and training for fighting. Uh, it was a really fun episode and gets pretty deep, plus a tad bit of disagreements go on, so you'll stay pretty entertained. Um, I just wanted to touch bases on <laughs> the fact that you can tell that I've got the episode numbers all fucked up at this point. Um, so I've I've made a tad of an adjustment on the way I do my intros on my on my uh, future podcast. So you're not going to hear any more episode numbers, of course. I'm still going to do them in order, but you know, just in case any of them go wrong, um, I want to make sure that I back myself up in the future. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. Here we are. Uh, this is episode three of uh, the Elusive TV podcast. Um, today we got in, you know, Sammy G still in the building. Good fella, you know how it is. You know, he got some music out there. You make sure you go check him out. He's Hi, out here. Uh, we got Turtle still in the building. He's on tech. He's working on the tech. We got High Fly Player in the building too. You know what it is. You know, it's still the same day from episode two. We just recording episode three it's in, the, in the same day. We still off the OE, you know. Uh, we got our guests here today. Uh, we got Sergio, uh, other known as Serge. You can catch him on eight days as an Easter egg in the end of uh, Swang on him. Hey, what's, uh, what's cracking, everybody? And yeah. hey, yo, just make sure you put some respect on it. This is Robbie motherfucking Lopez. Yeah, we got Robbie Lopez in the building, too. An aspiring Party. MMA fighter. Be sure you remember the motherfucking name because that will be on ESPN someday. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty cool, Rob. I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy that uh, you're pursuing that right now. Um, how does it feel to be back in the gym right now? Honestly, man, it is a uh, it has been a a high I've been chasing, especially for this last year. Being locked up was a uh, it's kind of fucked up, but uh. It's definitely been a journey, a journey that has, I've seen coming to an end. I'm at 28 years old, and I, I only want to do this for another four more years. I have not yet graced the octagon with my presence, but when I do, just know it's going to be a show for everybody who's watching. Oh, yeah, man. That's great. I love to hear that, man. And, and, and it's, all, it's all about building passion for those things. Exactly, um, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you looking to fight this year at all or next year? Uh, it'll what are you thinking? Um, so I've talked to my coaches and everything. It'll be early uh, next year, early 2021, uh, sometime January or February. I'm hoping for early January, if not expecting no later than February, uh, St. John's, Utah. So be lookout, guys. I'll be fighting in the 170-pound welterweight division in the amateur division. So definitely keep your eyes open for me, man, because I will definitely be fucking making a ruckus yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if yeah, not yeah. me make sure you keep your eyes and your ears open for anthony the assassin castro that yep. motherfucker is gonna be That's the, the future i promise you that oh yeah Let, let's get that let's get that mic a little closer in the in the middle of you and sergio just a little closer to you guys and uh, i just want to give a shout out to team 208 pete nunez and hector castro you guys are the fucking man yeah, yeah. fuck that training is intense. Honestly, I was training with Robbie the other day, and uh, man, let me tell you, I was training with actually Robbie, Anthony, and uh, there was some guy from uh, Brazil that actually came through, literally, and uh, he uh, was showing everybody 
it's my first time rolling around in jiu-jitsu in a long-ass time, so fuck, man, that training after a mean-ass workout. Robbie did not tell me that practice started at 6, so we worked out. <laughs> we showed up, like, at 4.30, worked out till 6. Jesus, and then, and then went even harder yeah, after 6. Yeah, pre-workout, so already coming down, and then after, he was just like, all right, let's roll around, so Anthony showed up, and I, I remember uh, seeing... I remember seeing homie over there at the at the at the Segunda fucking what is it called Desert Industries over there in Burley. Yeah. Or in Hayburn actually over the bridge. You saw Anthony there? Yeah, I seen Anthony there and I was talking to him about his fight coming up. Man, fucking guys jack shit. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. I was telling him though. I was like, I'm gonna show up to one of the practices. Thank God I showed up and actually got that in. Man, it was an intense practice. I threw up at the end, man. Jesus, yeah, that's how you know it went hard, bro. You think you're yeah. gonna uh like go more or was that like uh, I don't one think and I'll done? Ever get in the ring. I don't I won't ever get in the octagon but as far as training and stuff like that, I always want to go in there and just get it whenever I can, man. The fucking the training in in general is just it's intense and I like that shit. It's just my kind of my kind of thing. Yeah, I always like <clears throat> so whenever I go in there, dude, I always think of it as like a like a good workout. So if I just think about it as like a practice, it's like for me I'm less more I'm less motivated to go, but if I think about it as, like, a hard workout, you know, then it's just funner, and then, you know, it's just a good vibe, like, the whole time. Yeah. The more you practice that stuff, the better you're going to get. Yeah. Throughout time. Yeah, you see, and I used to train train with uh, Fighter's Chance, uh, and I I actually started when we were just top dog, you know, and, and man, I I loved doing that. I I tell you what, I I loved training, you know, and it's not that I don't got the the ambition to want to train. I... I think it's fucking great what you guys are doing out there, seriously. Um, but you know, it, it, it comes it comes down to passion, you know, and and you can only divide passion so many times because we only have so many hours in the day and so many days in the week, you know, and 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 it's rough. I'm not making any excuses, you know what I mean. But it's just I had to make this turning point for myself to where I needed to focus on, you know, my audio engineering work and becoming an artist in in, in the rap career. And, and just making music or fully executing everything I can in the passion of fighting. Um, and, I, and I realized in between that, in, in between that fight, in between those two passions that I had, I realized that my passion for music will always be stronger than anything else, you know, uh, uh, other than the more important things like my, like my family, you know, and, and, and the things I have to do as a man. But, but the thing is, is, you know, I, I was training every day, and then I started to slack off because I was like, you know what? I need to focus on this next album I'm dropping. I need to focus on this next on this next single I'm dropping. You know what I mean? And the next thing you know, I stopped going. And and I, I pay all respect, pay all homage to the coaches over there at Fighters Chance. Um, you know, they they helped me through a lot. And you know, and and one thing I noticed about fighting, it's more of a therapy than it is a hobby or anything else. It it. it, it it helps you escape from anything you got going on in life. And, and that's why I, the reason why I wanted to bring that up was because Rob, like, so Robbie, when you got, when, you know, you were free out here, the first thing you went to do is train. And I fucking love that. Is it because you knew that you belonged in that gym or is it because you felt like you had to escape what you've been doing for the past year? You know, like you had to escape what your mindset was at. And you felt like fighting's always been there because fighting was there before you went in. And fighting was there when you got out. Did you feel like returning to fighting was going to was gonna help you go back to this mental state that you wanted to execute before you went in? <clears throat> Honest, man, there's no clear-cut answer for that besides uh, both 
Like, it is therapeutic and it is an escape. And uh, the reason I went back to it is because I have a passion for it. It is, I love, breathe, and eat mixed martial arts. Like, it is, I do not entertain any other idea besides that's what I want to do in life is fight. And I'm not sure if I want to, if I can do it at a professional level or if I can do it just as a coaching level to where I can share my experiences or teach people what I know. But I know I enjoy it to the absolute most. I always tell people this this cliche thing, like, I love fighting, but I hate fighting. Because you have to be a special kind of insanity to enjoy getting punched in the face. And I'm that special kind of insanity. But it is also an escape. Like, when I'm having a rough day, when I I don't want to get out of bed in the morning, it's something that I do enjoy doing. Just because of the environment, the atmosphere, my teammates possibly, or just the sounds of the punching bags and the grunting and the, the, the just the everything all together that comes with the gym. Maybe my coach is pushing me, saying, come on, you can go when you know you've pushed yourself to the limit and then just hearing that extra oomph and then yeah. pushing yourself past it. it will, uh, it's so therapeutic, man, that I honestly recommend it to anybody who's going through some lifelong challenges or some sort of stage in their life to where they don't know what the next step is. This will help definitely help you clear up uh, some of the fog in your mind yeah it's therapeutic man that's what i'm saying you know and when i was training it was it was it was during a time where i was in when i was in high school and and you know when i was training i, w- I was really trying to just escape everything else that was going on you know and and what sucks is that i i actually never went far enough to to get signed up for a fight or even get registered or anything but i that's what i realized what fighting meant to me and what training meant to me it was just an escape for me it was always that you know and there's and, and it's it's fucking crazy to see the other mentalities um that come into training like especially yeah. for like sergio like sergio he's trained all his fucking life ever since 18 years old right serge yeah i did yeah. a lot of weight training and stuff like that yeah and and, you know, and you've you've stuck with that and and to you that's more therapeutic in yeah, the sense right like a therapeutic thing like it's always kind of what i wanted to surround myself with with people that always wanted to like become more and like do a little bit more uh kind of on a how do you say yeah it's therapeutic because when you're having like these thoughts of the day like uh that you're doing wrong and stuff like that you're actually doing something good by making your body and your uh, yeah your thoughts it's a good for the mind also see and so when you're um so what i see in the gym too like when there's also people like sergio or like sam People who like like weightlifting or people who like to work out or train for a workout, you know, there's a whole different sense of like, you come back to the word passion of people who like to do it. Some people have a passion just to look good or to be physically fit. Hence, there's some people who like to, who have a passion for uh, working out and having an escape towards the people that have a passion to actually pursue a career or, uh, I guess, an, uh, I guess you could say like a, a career in a career in the in the trade, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Well, then in a sense, in a career, but more like a a name. You know, like they they build themselves up across the what they are as a fighting, and uh, so like Anthony is another guy. Like he he is born and bred since I can remember from eight years old uh, for fighting, and same as me as far as I can remember back from like the age of sixteen. I've been kickboxing and wrestling from the age of fourteen, so like I have a pure love passion for this like i don't just train to look good i don't just train to for a workout i train 
because I know on the other aspect or the, you know, on the other side of whoever I'm going to be fighting one day, they're training for one day to be fighting me and they're fighting or training to kill me. So I look at it as if I'm not training, when I do eventually grace the octagon in February, uh, if I slack, if I don't control the situations I can't control, this person is going to hurt me. And yeah. I don't ever want to lose or That, that defensive team. mechanism that you build as, as a fighter itself, the killer instinct with the defensive side of that. Exactly. Yeah, what you're saying. And, yeah. and that's understandable. You know, I got to speak for everybody that's training for weightlifting and stuff like that because that's something that takes you to the heart. You yeah. Know, honestly. And, you know, coming from that and experiencing both kind of training and stuff like that, I've dealt with the, the feelings of trying to be the best because I already know how it feels to get your ass kicked straight going to practice every day. Um, you know, and it's kind of rough like that. You know, and I, I, you know, two different kind of training and stuff like that. <clears throat> I'm a little bit faded. I'm a little bit drunk because we've been <laughs> sipping on fucking whiskey. <laughs> Let me tell you, but fuck. <laughs> That's all good. It, it, it's uh, a lot of the same, I got to say, because you got to have the same kind of commitment and the same well, kind of, uh, what's the other word? You gotta Self-discipline. And discipline. Discipline. Enable yourself to take this pain and, and the gain that comes from that pain. You know what I mean? So... So, I, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, Serge, and I totally get what you're saying, Rob. Yeah. There, there's there's that. There's a lot of uh, ego with it, too, though, that's, that has to deal with the, with the whole, you know, lifting, bodybuilding, and stuff like that. Because uh, the industry right now, man, you got a lot of people taking, you know, fucking cycles and shit like that. And nobody wants to take that kind of stuff and stay natural. And then the dudes that are, like, you know, big as fuck, like, you know, you just got to be honest, man. There ain't no shame in the game if you use some kind of cycle. It's good to spread awareness, and it's good to let the younger people get knowledge in the sport coming from a bodybuilding sport. Because, man, let me tell you, I was taking all sorts of bullshit just to get big, you know, and just to look good and push the heavy weight. And I was jacked as fuck at one time, but it wasn't worth it, you know? Because yeah. I thought about it in the end. Man, am I really going to be taking this stuff just to stay jacked or keep going to the next level? I don't really feel that good. Honestly, my heart's beating a little bit quick. I can't sleep at night. You know, I got to cycle off, this and that. It's a lot of work, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's a lot of unhealthy. Yeah, I wish there was a lot of ways that they could uh, switch it up. A lot of people out here that are really doing it seriously, like how they're doing it now, you know, to the younger cats. You know, I'm 25 years old. I got, I'm not a young buck anymore. There's a lot of people younger than me that are doing it way better than me than yeah. I ever will, I ever can do, ever can do. And shout out to everybody that's doing it. You know, all yeah. the fighters, all the lifters, and shit like that. Well, the game's changed, start, man. Yeah, the game's the changed. The game's you know, totally always, changed, you know, chemically-wise and, and manufacturing-wise when it comes down to building, yeah, building the new things that are going to help people become bigger, become, you know, uh, uh, more active, you know. And, like, there's there's those... I don't know what those pills are called, but there's there's these psychoactive pills that, that are actually helping people open up their mind a little better and, better and be more active and be more involved and more uh, vigilant you know and and more activities and shit and you know back then maybe that was all a lot of people needed you know and 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 fuck dude i remember hearing about a lot of the a lot of the things that people were doing back then like the steroids and and then the and the testosterone enhancers and all that you know and they were changing the colors of their pee changing the colors of their of their semen and like shit like that you know things that were you could tell that it was doing something different to your body you know what i mean the game has changed in a way where that won't happen to you anymore and it's almost it, it literally like just i remember two years ago hearing about legal steroids yeah they're out there now because yeah. they're fda approved now performance enhancing drugs but the thing is you know a lot of people there's science behind it 
a lot of people don't know what is, you know, how you take these things because a lot of people don't take them because, of course, they're not good for you. You know, everything good, though, everything that we want, everything that's good out there is bad for us. It's good for you because it's going to make you look good, but it's not going to make you live long. Yeah. yeah too, I just wish a lot of people could be honest, though, you know, honestly, in the game, you know, if you're really getting jacked and shredded and stuff like that, you know, who knows, man? Maybe someone else can handle it a little better, do it a little bit better, and uh, actually find out the key and what it takes, what kind of proper diet it takes to actually live the longest off of it. I mean, I don't really, I don't really say steroids are bad to do as an athlete. I mean, if you really want to go to the point and get better, John Jones was taking steroids. I mean, it He's matters the amount greatest. you take. If you're trying to get humongous, like biggest yeah, shit, big like you're talking uh, Ronnie Coleman. I'm talking, uh, I'm talking uh, the guy that just, oh man, so many guys. I'm just gonna See, say Ronnie so Coleman. Let's I'm go. Gonna, I'm gonna have to disagree. That's a little on this bit too part. freaking like, big. Uh, you guys, you guys, you guys are absolutely right. Things have changed, but the the one thing you guys haven't changed is the word discipline. You know, that word has never changed. So you're changed. telling me you wouldn't take a performance-hancing drug just to get better in your sport? Like, if you want no. to be a better fighter, you wouldn't take no. a performance-hancing drug? Not in my sport, because my sport... What about creatine? Creatine, it's, uh, it's more of, that's a natural... It's already in your body. But it's taking a steroid is different. Like yeah. There's uh, a lot of people that do it. Fighting you know? is different to compense to where if I'm taking a steroid and I head kick you, I can ruin your life permanently and take you away from your family. But like I was saying, back to the word that uh, things no, have changed, but really the don't. one word that hasn't changed is the word discipline. Go back a thousand years to the Greek gods and the Spartans. That word discipline has never changed them. Like you're at, a, at a young age, you're a Spartan or a Greek. By the age of 18, you were a full-fledged warrior going to war at the age of 18 and knowing already everything because you were disciplined from the age of 12, built up to the age of 18. So, in a sense, if you discipline yourself and you know what you want in the future or if you have a goal set in mind, as long as you're disciplined, you will know and achieve your goal. But if you're uh, doing this stuff, like you said, it's not natural and it's not necessarily good for you. It's not It's not natural per se, but, like, you know, at least you could be not. honest. You could really be honest with people that are out here wondering what you're doing because kind it's kind of like uh, the RICO Act. Like, you're kind of false advertising what you're doing. If you're getting jacked as fuck and you're using some kind of hormones just to get those gains, you know, it's kind of unfair in a way. If, you know, if, if someone... W okay, how do I say this? Like, if someone was to, if someone was doing it, getting the gains, and they were actually doing it the right way, they're, they're feeling good, they're sleeping well, they're eating healthy, they're having, you know, proper fucking rectiles, you know what I'm saying? What is like, the right way you're talking about? Because the right way... Maybe there's a healthy way to do it. You can microdose. There's all sorts well, of ways you can do... There's all sorts of things you can take. See, the right way to me is what we were born as human beings to just eat do, meat. which yeah. is uh, eat right, uh, mostly vegan, chicken, fish, and vegetables, right and uh, calisthenic workouts. There's, we didn't have weights a thousand years ago, but when you think about the ideal body, they say it's a Greek god. Yeah. A Greek god wasn't shooting up steroids and power cleaning 250 pounds. Yeah. He was doing calisthenics, Carrying a shield and a spear and a sword, swinging that, sh swinging it daily. Am I allowed to swear now? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're totally okay. swinging, swinging that, <laughs> swinging that shit every day, and building his calisthenics, his muscle memories, and his his uh, muscle fibers to work with the battle. So, and hence these bodybuilders, they're so naturally freakishly huge because they're unnatural. 
they're doing stuff that the body is not meant to be doing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so, and if you ask a bodybuilder to scratch his back, he's not going to be able to do that. Oh, yeah, that's for dang sure. You know, and that's what I talk about. That's when I, I can go back and say, like, it's not good that people are doing these kind of things. You know, it's good to do it to the point where there's enough. You know, you, you can only do it so much until you go to the point where you're trying to get, like, Ronnie Coleman big. That's not fair. But you got to, I mean, you can't tell me that any professional out there has not done it yet. At did least you ever, taking a little bit of it. Did you ever see uh, Ronnie Coleman on Joe Rogan's podcast? No. So, I, like, I so he was saying that... Uh, Shout out to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah, bro, but, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, he had him on there, right? Yeah. And so, uh, Ronnie Coleman, uh, one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time, right? <clears throat> Possibly the greatest. But he was saying that uh, he wasn't doing crazy amounts of steroids either. It was, like, mostly his genetics. Because he had always been big, and then once he started bodybuilding... He uh, started doing steroids, but it wasn't a crazy amount, you know. So I think a lot of that has to do with uh, genetics, you know. And then I think, uh, as we were talking about earlier, like even if you are doing steroids, like steroids isn't gonna make you big. Like what what makes you big is that dedication, you know. Like if you're going to the gym two or three times a day, you're still eating right and then using steroids. Like you're gonna get to where you want to be. But uh, I think it was just fascinating how. Uh, he was talking about how everybody thought he was on this crazy amount of steroids, but he was only he wasn't doing a crazy amount of steroids. Most of it was just uh, genetic, you know. So well, I don't know. Guys, I, yeah. yeah. I, so if if you no, guys can go all back, there's all sorts of ton. There's tons of them. Um, I've been following this one guy. His name's Brandon Harding, uh, and I've been following him for at, at least like three years now. And he lives in the UK, where you can actually get performance enhancing drugs over the counters. And he's, he's taken, and he, he bags on the, the U.S. because, you know, he's barely, like, 20 years old. And this guy weighs 215 pounds. You know, he's a pro, professional athlete, IFBB pro. But he's, uh, he, he bags on a lot of the U.S. because he says that, you know, because none of us even know that a lot of our, a lot of the famous celebrities are taking these performance hatching drugs, and we don't even fucking know it. You know, there's just microdosing it in a certain way. You, got, you can have a, a doctor telling you the exact amount you can take for your for yeah. your body Cause it was, I mean the ancient Sumerians man back in the day who knows they were probably carrying the limestone and built those pyramids them damsels because back in the day Jeez. we weren't all weak and brittle yeah. but we weren't yeah. all weak and brittle like we yeah, were yeah, now yeah. you know yeah. we're all weak and brittle now you know and yeah, but back I, in the day we were strong as shit and we we those those performance enhancing drugs can be bad or good Depending right. on the science behind that, so I'm not saying they're out. good Hold or bad. On. I'm Check not even out. saying they're good. So, <laughs> so think about this. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we we've covered the topic that you know in sports, is it bad? Oh, of course it's bad to take steroids. But do you think that people are doing it to make themselves tougher or to make themselves more intimidating? It's I, intimidation. It's I, think, I think I honestly think it's that they're scared, and not that they're scared of losing, but they're more scared of. Failing or letting down their team. No. I think I, this. All right, so check this out. I think they're taking it because you know why? They want to win. They don't want to lose. They want to be the best at what they do. So they're taking it. Just like how the videos tell you on YouTube when you look up motivational videos to tell you, are you going to do something that nobody else is willing to do? You're going to take steroids, Robbie? Of course not. You just said you wouldn't. They're willing to do what they well, want to do to win. Okay, so like, I would take steroids if I was trying to be improve my body mass no image mm -hmm. but if i was doing it as a competitive mm -hmm. standpoint for the respect of my opponent i would not 
But if I didn't, if I wasn't competing uh, in martial arts or any sort of sport, yeah. then I, I definitely would take steroids because I know it's beneficial for you body wise and it can improve your body image. There's a lot of ways but it's going to take your life is, expectancy. That's one thing that Joe Rogan has covered. Name name one bodybuilder that has lived past the age of fifty five. Besides Arnold Schwarzenegger. How old is Ronnie Coleman? I'm not really a big bodybuilding fan, honestly. Check that out. I'm not. (laughs) Pull that up, Jamie. I got you. (laughs) I'm not a really big bodybuilding fan. I mean, the oldest I don't know, Serge. I think you're lying, bro, because I remember you, dude. I I mean, when you were building, man. There's no time to lie. I mean, I'm not lying. I mean, I mean, I'm dead serious. For you to say I'm lying, that's what's really No, crazy. I'm playing, dude. Come on. So Google this. I, I'm not I even capping. Oh, no that's, cap. that's, oh, wow. that's Ronnie Coleman. I'm not yeah. even capping. So I'm telling you, look, like, if you, if you guys get a chance, dude, go ahead and look at his, inter- his uh, Ronnie Coleman. interview on JRE. Okay, so Google the life expectancy for a bodybuilder. He's 56 I, I been, years old. Dude, body, that's one year I've been, year like, old. lifting in the, and, like, honestly, I, 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 I'm not really into the bodybuilding because, like, if you know and you, if you've actually been in the gym, and you spend the time in the years 60. and just so, looking okay, into it. So 60 years old. Who the fuck is that? They say stay trained, strong, oh. man. Eat like bodybuilders because that's 60 years old. Do you exactly. Yeah, you probably now, never okay, take Okay, now no. Google the life never. expectancy for a human being. It's like 80. Yeah. So that's 30 years that take off your life. Dude, for, that's fucking crazy. You know how much you could do with 30 years of your life? I'm 28 uh-huh. years old. Like, do you really in the next 30 years, I can do... Yeah. I would love to live till 90 so I can watch my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding, though. Yeah, I'm trying to live... Of course, I would so love right to So right now, the, the life 90. expectancy on Google I mean, is ranging from anywhere from 61.2 years, years old That's great. to 77.5 years old. Holy that, shit. That is insane. So Depending on where you live in the world. All right, then, well, then dial this in. Dude, then. that's not Dial that's this not in. Cool, bro. The, all right, then. How many youth take steroids... I don't think they have a fucking... Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, trust me. I'm sure they do. There's a lot of kids out here (laughs) taking steroids. Trust me. Because it is so commonly... You know what I mean? People, for real, man. A lot of people are just taking some crazy genetic shit. I mean, you can't tell me. There's something we can take extra organically made that is like something we can't even afford. Life expectancy, Just to fucking be jacked in the most perfect health of uh, our fucking life. I guess they, I guess they take it down because of legal they reasons. They can't, yeah. they can't. Really exactly. And not only that, oh, yeah. you, you go yeah, into the gym the nowadays, the you can ask people and see if they, uh, how many people, hey, what do you want, bro? And they're going to deny it. Why? Because oh, yeah. they're scared and embarrassed to admit that they're not doing this shit. To be honest, dude. exactly why I brought it up. You got to be honest. You got to be honest on what you're taking because we all want to know. And it's not, it's not going to bring you down. It's not going to get you judged. Like I said, it's more of an intimidation thing. Yeah, we, you know we want to know. I, mean, I don't know, dude. It's in because, our nature. Like, like if you look at, like I know me personally. If, if I was doing some type of physical, like if I was like a fucking tennis player, or if I was like a, if I was playing ball or something, you know, like, for me personally, and I don't know, it might be for these competitors too. It might be like, look, how far can I take this? You know, like this is how far I can take it naturally. Like how far can I take this? Like. Like to the extreme, yeah, drugs. you know, you so, know. So it's like if you're just trying we've to, all experimented yeah, if it. you're just trying to find out how far and how good you can go, like so, <clears throat> with like at the most, uh, even with your uh, performance enhancers, like you know, that's how I see. It. Like I'm, I'm <clears throat> I know you guys are. Elias is bringing up the point, like it's about like intimidation, but like I think. For some people, it's about that, like, how far can I push myself, you oh, know? And yeah, I think, Jesus, and, yeah. yeah, and I think oh that's, like, God. I think that's uh, the, the the case for, like, most, like, fighters or, like, yeah. most 
or most athletes like, okay, like if I can push it this far, if I can be like number one in the world without steroids, like how far can I push? Like how far can I break my own records and how like uh, who who holds these records for whatever I'm doing and yeah. like how far can I push myself? And I think that has more to do with it than like <clears throat> uh, showing up and being like, okay, like these people are scared of me or like they're intimidated. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I think most of it is like a mental game between you and yourself, whether it's like fighting or anything. So I think when most people do it, it's more like, okay, how far can I push whatever it is I'm trying to do physically? And I think that's the take on steroids that uh, people use, you know, when they're using performance enhancers. Yeah. So I I believe that's a really unique take on steroids because if you're doing it on that aspect, I think you're more than willing and open to say, I'm on steroids. I'm willing to push my body to the absolute limit to see where I can go. And... The people that are at that point, I think they should be in a whole different part or a different uh, part of the sport, like a steroid sport. To where like they're open minded about it. This is where <laughs> I want to go. I want to go to the extreme, extreme MMA. Yeah. I want steroids. I'm shooting I'm up. Taking, I'm, hey, straight I'm pushing my body to the you ain't gonna see a body and that's why take it they actually the ring, do. Fight. They have natural bodybuilding and then non drug testing, oh, no. but they don't want drug tested bodybuilder. But they it's have all not. naturals where they will drug test you yeah. and everything. And if Hey, I'm all open for that. I would love to see fucking Vitor Belfort or fucking Shit. John Jones oh, juice to the fucking gills. Look at uh, Brock Lesnar just juice to the gills and seeing what they're able to do. But I I frown upon and I totally disagree with people that are cheating the system and passing drug tests when they know they're not supposed to be doing this and they're taking it. Yeah. Because um, I would not if I if I can legally hey I'm 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 on steroids. And I want to fight. Then I would be if I if I was allowed to do it. Then I would openly do it. But knowing that the other person knows I'm on it, knowing that if I kick you in the fucking head, I'm probably gonna concuss you for the rest of your life. But if you're if you're open and willing to, then cool. Let's go at it. You're on steroids. I'm on steroids. Let's see who's the baddest okay. motherfucker yeah. on juice. I understand what you're saying, Robbie. But you know it's a lot of ignorance towards it. You know what I'm saying? Because my brother says that I'm very passive, or no, I'm very aggressive. Because passive means that you can call someone's girlfriend hot and you can be cool with that yeah. that's passive because if someone calls that's my girlfriend if someone passive. calls my if someone calls, if someone calls if someone calls my girlfriend like no, I feel, I'm gonna get pissed about that see, I mean if you wanna so check this out technical. let me finish with what I'm saying because I mean of course you're not gonna see a bodybuilder inside the ring fighting that's unheard of you're not gonna see that shit you're not see, gonna see a bodybuilder but you're you're just thinking steroids are for bodybuilding steroids is to give you the peak advantage of I don't muscular think, I'm not saying that but I'm I, saying, I, I'm saying yeah. steroids are performance enhancing drugs that exactly. peak you in the athletic sport that you're in so therefore like if you wanna take them you, you know you can either microdose or something like that but at the same time if you're taking them if okay your fighting skills are just like my guns I can't use them unless someone's going to really attack me. You know what I mean? But if someone's in a room and they look fucking drop dead, jacked as fuck, you're going to look at them and be like, damn, I'm all right, but it's all right. You know, you, you, you can be... You know. I, think, I think that comes to a mindset if... Because anytime I walk into a room and I see someone jacked to the fucking gills, huge as shit, he's the weakest motherfucker in the room to me because he can't swing his arms. Like, yeah. I know from a fighter's standpoint, he's not going to be able to hit me. Yeah, the, the, the scariest person in the room is the smallest guy in the room. Because he's small, fast, limber, probably doesn't lift weight, so he's hella flexible. And he, he this motherfucker, he's probably been picked on his life, so he's gonna, he knows how to fight. That, to me, is the scariest dude in the room. Not the biggest, baddest motherfucker, or the biggest, scariest, heaviest dude in the room. No, he's by far the scariest dude in the room to me. The scariest dude in the room is weighing 155 pounds, 5'8", 
and not full of muscle mass. That's the scariest thing to me. Look about at Jose Aldo. Huh? 200 pounds, you can be quick as fuck, too. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. Bodybuilding does sound like a little bit more of like something you would go for just for looks. If you're trying to look good, you probably start bodybuilding. If you're trying to fucking be a straight-up killer, you're trying to knock people out in the streets. If you're straight-up trying to fucking find someone and you want to protect yourself and straight-up choke people out, you become a fighter, of course. You work on the agility nah. more than the actual yeah, strength. I don't even think it's necessarily like you're training to fight. I didn't get into the sport to beat people up. I got into the sport to... Uh, Honestly, defend my brother. Like, that's that's where all this started from. And then once I realized, hey, I'm good at wrestling. Hey, I'm good at kicking people. Like, I, I started pursuing it. And then later on, I found out um, I have a passion for this. Like, it's an escape. It's, uh, it's Is there more of a mindset to you, Robbie, that, like, uh, the more you learn and the more, uh, the more experience you gain, uh, are you more like, hey, I want to be able to test out what I learn against... Uh, someone else who knows the same thing or might be better than me is 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 that <clears throat> is that what you feel and think you know as you progress and stuff too or are you more like okay like uh, I got I just got uh, maybe like a blue belt or a purple or a purple belt in jujitsu so I mean hey let's do a tournament you know uh, <clears throat> do you think that's uh, that's true for you see it's funny it's kind of like how you say that because I'm not belted at all I don't I don't know where my uh, expertise lies in any uh, form of martial arts besides uh, what I've done and the people who I train with. And the highest I've ever trained with is a black belt, and I've never been tapped out by a black belt. But I've never also tapped out a black belt. Mm. But um, I know where it, the, the shit that drives me is that exactly. Like, how how uh, how much have I learned? How, how much has this person learned? Who, who is this mysterious person, this unknown person that I am eventually going to fight? I don't know who this person is. To me, in my mind... It is George St. Pierre. That's that's who I'm training for, to be honest, because he's the baddest welterweight in the world, and that's who I train for every day to beat. And if it's not him, then it's Anthony Castro, because he's the baddest motherfucker I've ever fought against, and he's the only person in my life that has drawn me. And so it's funny that you say that, like, are you training to uh, because this person has done this or because you've learned this and you must hear it goes. Like, my life, I, I picture when I'm training, my life is a, a movie. So everything I learn, I, I picture a camera above me when I'm learning a spinning back elbow or um, a, a, a new significant combo. I'm picturing a camera recording a highlight reel for me, and it, that shit gets me off. Like, it, it drives me to master my combos or master my newfound technique or not only that, to master the, the newfound knockout I could possibly lay on somebody. But it is, every time I think about when I hit these mitts or I hit this bag, it's knocking out George St. Pierre or putting up a good fight against Anthony Castro. I'm not going to I'm not going to badmouth and say I'm ever going to knock out Anthony Castro because he's my teammate. Full force MMA, just shout out for that. But um uh, just know um if it ever comes down to it that me and Anthony will definitely put on a show for everybody in the whole world. That's a beautiful goal, dude. That is that is a beautiful goal, especially that you said that you mentioned uh George St. Pierre. Yeah. I know that you've been a big fan of him all your life, man, and 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 to know that that's what you train for to to be able to not only compete with your competitors, but to someday hope to create this domination or almost, uh, uh, yeah, domination is the word. I, I I'm thinking blowout in the other on the other end, but 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 domination in a way that you're working so hard that your competitors don't turn into your competitors, your competitors turn into your 
defeats, you know, or, 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 or your, your success and their defeats. You know what I mean? That is the goal that you always want to set. And that is a beautiful mindset as a fighter. Um, and even as an overall trainer, too, you want to always you want to overlook this guy. What's his name? Ronnie Johnson. <laughs> What's Ronnie his name? Coleman. Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, he's just a big body. Shout out Ronnie guy. Johnson. He's really unhealthy, man. <laughs> no, but, but he's really he's building himself back up, you know, and God bless the guy, man. You know, hopefully he fucking gets healthy. Yeah. And it's crazy to see the life expectancy for all that. But but yeah, like I'm saying, it, it it's a beautiful thing to be able to to create these goals and that's how you know a passion is a passion is when you're able to create this goal that you wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like i'm not i'm not today i'm not ready to be able to make that goal be executed but i'm ready to work towards that you know what i mean yeah and 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 that's that's fucking perfect dude that that is beautiful that's what i'm saying um you know because i i can't relate to the whole fighting aspect I, i and i know that but music-wise, I can look at myself in the mirror and I can hear other people's music because music is a huge-ass industry and it's almost just as compared to the MMA history, man. And, and, and I mean, in, industry. You know, there's so many people out there that have been so successful in MMA. Um, they're out there in the UFC. They're making this money that's supporting their family and supporting the rest of their lives. And it's the same thing with music, you know, whether it's rap, um, uh or any genre of music, you know, uh, from hip hop to jazz to rock, anything, dude. When I wake up in the morning and I hear somebody else's music, I want to be able to say that one day they're going to not only be my competitors, but I'm going to build success off defeating them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying the fact that you're that you that that you're telling me that you, that your goal right now is to turn your competitors into your success while defeating them. That is the fucking most best goal I have ever heard, Rob. Straight up, and 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 all around, even for you, Serge, when you're in the gym, I I I know for a fact because when I was even in the gym, and this is someone who's not even looking to make themselves look like 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 someone like you, you know, built and and nice and tone. I I know that I would look at other people that were at the gym, they'd be nice and toned up, and I'd be like, yo, I hope one day that they'll look at me and be like, damn, this guy looks good. You know what I mean? Like he's he's taking care of himself. You know, so you need to turn your competitors into your success while defeating them. And that's that's that whole that's that whole point, man. And that's what I build from all of this. And and that's beautiful, man. And 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 just keep that up, seriously. And and as and as long as we're as we're uh, progressing, while you know, uh, of course, when we defeat people, we're not gonna just be like we're not just gonna spit on them, throw exactly. them to the ground, and and, and disrespect that. But we're gonna thank them yep. for 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 putting up that battle yep. because while you're over here building that mentality and personality over over your success, they're doing the same exact thing. And yeah. when you battle against that man, it, it it's it it's three times worse to lose than it is winning. Winning is great, but the thing that sucks is that you wake up the next day and you want more. When you lose, you lose, and then you wake up the next day remembering that you lost and you want more than what you had weeks ago you know because you're like fuck i trained so hard i put so much sweat blood and tears into this and i lost still you know and no matter who you are and no matter how many times you've been told it's okay you got next time you got next time a competitor and 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 a man in general too you know we're very competitive we're yeah. a very competitive fucking species species seriously and and when it comes to that we beat ourselves down 
as soon as we wake up in the morning, regardless what we're doing that day, that's the first thing on our mind is bettering ourselves and becoming this thing that's that's gonna that's gonna create success. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. way to put it, man. That's all I gotta say. See, and I also, I kind of also, I I kind of feel the opposite of that. Like I feel if I were to defeat my uh, inspiration, it'd be three times worse than to losing to him. Because if I defeat him, then I'm gonna start drinking my own Kool Aid, thinking I'm the shit, thinking I'm I've hit the top. No one's better than me because I've beaten my my assessor, someone who just passed the torch to me. I just defeated him. When the next guy is competing to beat me or to beat him also, and I just defeated him. I think at that point, bro, it's a matter of, like, whether you're competing to beat, like, one specific person or whether you're competing to beat, like, everybody at the same. So, like, uh, so take John Jones, for example, right? His goal in MMA isn't to beat, like, Randy Couture. It wasn't to beat Leota Machida. His goal is to be the most uh, dominant light heavyweight in the UFC, right? So I think uh, <clears throat> I think that's where that comes in play. Like, no matter who you beat, uh, you want to beat everybody else because it's not a matter of, like, who you're beating. It's a matter of, like, uh, whether I dominated that fight the whole time or not, you know? And so it's, yeah. like, even, like, for us in the music industry uh, <clears throat> or, like, me and Elias, you know, mm-hmm. like, I know for me personally, you were talking about your uh, your person to beat is, like, George St. Pierre. Like, my inspiration and, like, my, like, drive is to be able to outwrap Eminem and to be able to outperform and outsing and, <clears throat> you know... Uh, out vibe like prince michael jackson t-pain you know but like at the same time it's like even if i outdo that like my main main goal is to be able to uh dominate music as a whole not just rap not just you know like every industry like because there's a difference between uh mixed martial arts and yeah yeah yeah. just like there is rap and music yes yeah yeah see so i exactly understand where you guys are coming from that because like if you were to like looking at as as I'm only I'm taking it from a fighting point of view. Like if you if I were to try to look at a, a fighting point of view, Eminem, Prince, or uh, Drake, I would take every aspect. Let's just say boxing, wrestling, and jujitsu. I would learn everything I could to defeat those taekwondo, uh, judo, um, uh, Roman Greco wrestling, all different different aspects of fighting. But still related to fighting. Mm-hmm. So, like, henceforth, R&B, rap, and singing, you would take jazz, um, blues, bluegrass, other stuff. And take those and bring them into the your rap game and then transition them into your rap or your singing. Because, like, I, I, I am a big believer in music is always changing. So you want to try to get ahead of that as much as possible by learning from the pioneers, which is, like you said, Prince, Eminem and anybody else who's came before you guys and that's awesome that you guys are you guys aren't looking towards the mainstream rappers or the mainstream singers as of now you guys are looking ahead of you guys or the, i guess the people who came before you and itemizing them or uh, making them as a goals and that's that's great but you, i guess you could probably take that from fighting also like you guys need to learn other aspects of the game to defeat the game you're trying to conquer yeah. So, like, definitely ex- expand your knowledge or ex- explore your options by going into other uh, aspects of music besides just rap, hip-hop, and R&B and possibly jazz. You know, look into bluegrass country and uh, look for something new that hasn't been discovered yet. And I, I believe you guys are talented and intelligent enough to discover that, especially how especially how talented you guys are, because you guys are extremely talented. I'm completely mind-blown on how you guys have not been discovered yet. 
I think it's the same with, like, music and fighting, you know? Like, it's the difference between whether you want to be known for the next 20 years or whether you want to be known for the next 200. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, I think the, uh, it's a difference between, like, okay, I got till I'm, like, 80, you know? Or till, or in the fight game, it's usually, if you're really good, you know, maybe till you're, like, 40 at the latest, right? So yeah. I think <clears throat> you look at that, like, how much money can I make or, like, what can I do within that period of time? Like, <clears throat> how... Like, do I want to be remembered for the next 80 years? Or, like, after I'm done fighting, do I want to be, you know, uh, remembered for the next 80 years after that? So, yeah. I think that's I think that's the difference between you look at, like, uh, people who became champions. And then once they became champions, their mindset was like, okay, I'm a champ. I did everything I, did, uh, everything I wanted to do. But you look at, like, <clears throat> the greatest champions of all time, you know, like DC. Take DC, for example, you know. Mm -hmm. He was a... Uh, is a or was, you know, because he retired now, but a two-time champion, light heavyweight belt and a heavyweight belt. But his whole mentality is <clears throat> is and was, like, hot legacy, you know? And I think whether that comes from, like, music or whether that comes from, like, comedy, whether that is, like, MMA, I think that is what eventually is what <clears throat> pushes you to that next level, you know? Because you're not competing against anybody. Once you hit a certain level, like, if you're looking up to the greatest who have ever done it, and then once you get there, you're like, okay, now how can I push it further? I think that's the difference between the greats and the people who uh, reach there but then get forgotten. Yeah, I could totally understand it. Like, it's funny, um, like Ronda Rousey, she people thought she was going to be a great, but in all honesty, she was um, a flash in a, fire, a frying pan. She was a really big... A fish in a frying um, pan. No, oil in the frying pan. Like, it was really big, lots of fire, lots of cool shows, and then it burned out. Uh, compared to Amanda Nunez, who's uh, the baddest fucking female mixed martial artist on the planet. When they thought Cyborg was, which Cyborg was a original pioneer, fighting at the 145 and bringing it up. For, actually, she dropped down to 135, which is pretty crazy because she's walked around at 170. But uh, people still will talk about Chris Cyborg until the end of times because because of the pioneer. And Ronda Rousey is no more. People will talk about Ronda Rousey, about her knockout of Holly Holmes and... Her knockout of Amanda Nunez, those are her big fights. Be of some of the greatest fighters. Like Amanda, uh, Holly Holmes is also a pioneer of kickboxing. She won 108 fights and I think only like eight losses. So she's also like a badass in her own name. But when it comes to mixed martial arts, I think she was like 12 and four, something like that. But nobody wants to just be that flash in the frying, frying pan. They want to, they want to be that forever legacy. Like, oh man, he did this and that. Like, he carried uh he he carried the torch for this long. He did this. He broke these many records. Like, I I that's exactly what I want to be. And I can see with the music industry also nobody wants a one hit single album, you know, or nobody wants a one hit single song. And I've seen that with like, who let the dogs out? Like, I don't even know who the fuck sang that song. You know what? And if I could add on to that, Robbie, you know, and honestly, you know, because everybody, everybody always think, you know, if I could just speak for everybody that, you know. Never really was good for the sports. You know, never really been that, you know, that top player that everybody do, the most popular person in school and stuff like that. Like, when I was in high school, I grew up. I never really grew up uh, growing up around my school students and stuff like that. I was always inside the classroom because I was so bad in the class that I was never able to kick it with anybody else. Through 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, my freshman year, and I got kicked out went to the alternative. I spent most of my time inside the classroom with my face uh, stuck at a blank wall with my shirt tucked in, doing my homework. 
And, uh, you know, I'm speaking for everybody that's uh, never really been good at stuff like that. Um, it's not really, if something's not for you, you know, and you, you, you and it's not for you, just move on because we're not going to find any other talents out there. You could be an artist, you could be a singer, you could be a writer, you could play an instrument very well. You know, it's all about finding your peace at, peace at heart, you know, finding out what you're good at because, you know, it's not always good to ride the wave, ride what everybody's doing around here, what's the coolest thing to do. It's about, like, you know, what you're good at, where your heart lays, you know, and being real, you know, because a lot of people deal with <clears throat> fake heart and fake, you know, people going to the gym on a daily basis trying to get big, dealing with the fake, not being able to find out how to get big and what they're doing, being the best fighter, you know, and it, it always runs back to the, to the point and it touches me at heart where just find out what you're doing, what you're good at and stick to that. Yeah. And find out where you're happy. Yeah, so definitely. That piece that yeah, it serves and, and do man... That's that's a great point, man, and and I'm glad you bring that up because that that is that's a great way to close this off, um, and th- that's the best way you could have closed it off, really. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna close off lane. this podcast. <laughs> we could talk forever. We're gonna definitely have a part two with uh with Robbie Lopez and Serge. We're we're definitely gonna have a, have have another conversation about all this. Um, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for that episode too. It's coming very soon. But this is uh, Elusive TV with another episode. We got Sammy G, good fellow in the building right now. We got Sergio Cobio. We got Rob Lopez. We got Till Baez, high fly player, baby. You know what it is. Uh, our tech guy, Turtle, he just left. But, you know, we're in the building. We're going to continue. We're going to keep going. All right. Uh, there it is. It's another episode of the mix up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it. It sure was super fucking fun to have those two in. Um, we were definitely uh, off the off the tip. <laughs> we um, we had just got done drinking our forties, and I think we had a couple brews after. And then we pulled back in the studio and recorded another episode. But um, yeah, I apologize for the first eighteen minutes. If you made it. F- through those first 18 minutes of that background noise i had a fan running um and truthfully fuck it was because we were in a smaller room you know we had six people in the room i've made some huge fucking adjustments and moves ever since i actually relocated the studio um so uh, we have some better quality coming in uh i appreciate the listeners that are all listening right now um this episode should be dropping uh, by October 1st, October 2nd. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I'm still looking for sponsors. Um, I, I'm still trying to work on getting a Patreon set up. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you're tuning in, thanks very much. And uh, stay real, keep it real, stay blessed. Peace out. <laughs>